Roll up, roll up. Ladies and gentlemen, to the greatest podcast on earth. Step right up and experience the magnificence that is the Two Ring Circus Podcast. You'll gasp. You'll laugh. And you'll be amazed at what comes next. Amazing. Don't worry about the smell. It's just the stars of our show, Tom Italiano. Oh, it's me again. And Matt Bradshaw. <laughs> it's him again. Oh, wow. It seems like almost two years. Has it been that long? Well, let's have a look. I'll look it up while you um, tell people things because, you know, we surely we've got lots to say. <laughs> it's been almost two years. All right. I don't feel like this was included in the memo. Uh, I'll just look stuff up while you people tell things. Well, I just wanted to be just like the old days. Let me find something out while Matt holds the fort. All right, good. Well, Don't let's... hold your fort. We're on camera. Okay. <laughs> That's a peculiar euphemism. <laughs> oh, my rampart. Not my port. On my fort. Surely it's more like a portcullis. Um, can you look up thing? Have you looked it up? Not yet. About to. I'm okay. doing it. You stopped. Uh, well, one episode 160 was published on. Da, 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 da. Doesn't tell us because YouTube sucks. <laughs> so while you're doing that, doesn't tell us. <laughs> I'm going to quickly bring Emily into the conversation. Oh, hey. Emily's the reason for the season. Yeah. The whole season. The re-season. You, you, I thought it was just the resurrection. It's hard. You're the instigator of bringing us two back together to do this podcast. It's not like we split up. Was the podcast, dude? Well, the podcast was on hiatus. It's like those bands that don't actually, they don't break up. They just don't do an album for 15 years. Oh, like and then they come house. back together and it's shit. <laughs> Well, this is going well so far. So, <laughs> first track of the new album is going great, I reckon. Um, it's turned new. from the resurrection to the reunion tour. Oh, nice. Do you know, I was at Chapel of Chapel just recently watching my goddaughter in a, an amateur production of, um, that's not pejorative, it was an amateur production of um, uh, American Idiot. That's pejorative. Mm. <laughs> uh, and... Uh, it was at Chapel Off Chapel where we did our Inside Zero reunion gig. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Many, um, only four years ago. Look it up. <laughs> it I don't know us. when it was. It's not on YouTube. That wouldn't help us anyway. Oh. Yeah. Yeah, I can't, re- I can't remember. How- was that four years ago? Uh, well, it must have been because Kat and I were almost together for five years and it was in the January of after we got together. That doesn't make sense. Kat and I got together in July, the following January. What if people are listening to this for the first time? We've just said Inside Zero, what the fuck's that? And also Kat. Who? Uh, Also, a real cat? Cat is my fiancé. Oh, not a real cat. She's a real cat, but not a feline. Uh, Yes, so we got together July 2018 and 2019, January 2019 was the reunion. That's really good. Have you got those yeah. dates at your disposal? Uh, the years. I, I know when Kat and I got together. Do you? Yeah, I know their anniversary. Do you? Yeah. Wow. Okay, my, my parents forgot their 54th wedding anniversary this year. That's fair enough. I mean, they're 111. 
They're not. But, you know, how old are they? They're in their 80s. Yeah, yeah. Oh, they were busy doing other stuff. Yeah. 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 Yeah, I sent, I sent Dad an email uh, and Mum a message, both to wish <laughs> them. Well, that's how – it's not just how we converse with one another. It's just that Dad doesn't really do technology. He does it enough to have a computer and to know how emails work. Um, not how they work, just how they send and receive. No one knows and how emails work. No. Um, Tim Apple, he knows. Tim Apple. He's a guy, isn't he? Um, but, uh, and mum's and pretty good with the mobile phone thing, but dad won't have a mobile phone. And occasionally I'll be talking to mum and she'll hand it to him and I can just hear him faffing around with, I don't know. And then at the end of the conversation is a lot of, oh, just, just hang up. Just, I don't know how to hang up. All right. Just so- hang up, Peter. <laughs> oh, God. Peter's not even her husband's name. <laughs> oh, she's not that old. Yeah. <laughs> um, Hey, uh, back in – let's pick up a tradi- tradition of um, segues. Not segues, just offshoot conversations. Do you know the so, guy who invented a, the segue drove one off a cliff? That's how he died. Oh, well, that's um, unfortunate. <laughs> or – I'll get that for you. <laughs> Visual gag. Um, yeah, so in just the tradition of driving our podcast off a cliff – what in the world exists that if you could, you just get rid of it or not have it? Um, many elements of social media, but not all of them. Are you close enough to the mic? Yes. <laughs> all right, sorry. You're right. Um, yeah, that's not, a, that's not a, an, an unequivocal answer. You're right. Because it, it's got to be, I imagine what you're suggesting is it's got to be well, it's one. just your dad won't have a mobile phone like, and lives in a world where he's like, I don't have to have one. No. And I, I, would, I, I would not have one if I could not have that one. That is the advantage of being 88 years old. Yeah. And having no friends. Love it. Goal? To have no friends. No, just to get to a point in life you where you live long enough, like, you have no friends. Well, that's true. Um, but to the point where like, Can no, you've got, you've got friends, but like the, the, you just communicate differently you just don't communicate that way yeah or like all those dudes that have like the permanent wednesday bowls club meeting that's when they see their friends and they don't see them otherwise or my or on wednesday they organize do you want to do something saturday okay what time yeah all right i'll see you then that's it yeah that's old school yeah that's meeting at the mall's balls brilliant yeah you know the mall's balls no but i know the mall rundle mall Adelaide. No, just we had a mall in Geelong. No, had. So, what yeah. happened? Did it burn down? No. Um, it got lit up, though. <laughs> um, You've been to Adelaide? Yeah. You've been to Rundle Mall? I, I don't think so. I, oh, no, I have. Yeah. Have you seen the mall's bowls? I, no, I don't really know what actually you're saying. Two great big state. It's because I'm saying mall's bowls. Oh, you're saying it like there's it's... There's no L's in the All words. right, cool. Yeah. Yeah. The mall's bowls. I still haven't seen those. Really? Yeah. Two great, large, stainless steel spheres stacked on top of one another. Ah, the Moore's Balls. (laughs) Yeah, this fucking guy. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, And that's when I was a kid, before we had um, the wheel, um, that's how we used to tell people where to meet us. And that you just had to be organised. I'll be there at 10, I'll I'll meet you at the Moore's Balls on Saturday at 10.30 a.m. 
and then you just had to get there Love and it. not be bloody late. Imagine. Imagine. <sighs> oh, it's a big sigh. Yeah, I would like to be, I would like that again. Yeah. And it, it gets, so since last podcast, I've had two children. I didn't have them, Cat did. Um, not a real cat. The, the, the point I'm trying to make is like, now that you have the, we have those considerations, it's like, and like, ah, oh, that's something I don't, I don't want for my kid because I live in that world and I hate it, but I'm an adult, so it doesn't, it doesn't bother, it doesn't, uh, it doesn't shape my view of the world. My view of the world is already shaped and then I can oh, adjust to it. And so then you like, you go, but if, if this is what we do, and here's a perfect example. So the last couple of weeks I've answered, I've used social media and I picked up boxes of free CDs, people throwing away CDs, which is horrible. Why would you do that? But um, I understand why you would do that because they're cluttering and you don't use them because you've got that and it's got Spotify on it. So you don't need your CDs anymore. Understood. But I don't want that to be how my child or children experience music. No. Because that's not. Sick. Sick. Yeah. yeah. Um, and you, I don't want YouTube to be the way they experience music initially. Like, you know, now that when you get older, you're like, oh, it's super convenient. It's really, really good. Yeah. But that thing that happens when you're young and everything's magical, like, and you get to press buttons and skip and fast forward and all that kind of stuff. Like, that's what. That was part of my, the, our childhood, so such an important part of falling in love with music, you, which you just don't get. Well, you started with records, didn't you? Actual vinyl records? Uh, yeah, yeah, and then cassettes. <coughs> um, cassettes were always awful. Oh, Amazing they, to, to make your own. Uh, yeah, what I just, just came off you? Uh, um, <laughs> I had the flu shot today. Really? And. And it did not, I didn't feel it at all. And I realized that, and I said to the guy, I go, I know that the most painful thing about this flu shot is going to be me ripping the band-aid off and it pulling the hairs on my arms. Yeah. And it was. How big was the needle? I don't the know. the size of your bandage? Yeah. He's got a very big arm. Well, it's the needle big, was still tiny. It's bigger now because it's swollen, obviously. Is it? It hurts a bit. Does it? Yeah, all right. Though. All right. Um, but, yeah, so... Um, a little portable CD type of, and you said cassettes were awful, but I think they were so much fun because they were, you know, they were such a tactile thing. Uh, I, yes. Yeah. Particularly when you had to put a pen in them and resurrect yeah. them from getting chewed up. I remember you. buying, I probably told this on a previous podcast, but it was so long ago. A whole bunch of millennials looking at their yeah, device right now going, what, no, Grandpa? <laughs> put a no, pen in the thing to, the to chew up now. the... Sorry? They're yeah, they're listening to this now. podcast on vinyl in 60 years' time. Yeah. <laughs> um, oh, it's the wax cylinder version of the Touring Circus podcast. I col- so, listen to this, kids. You used to have to put 20-cent coins in um, Coles trolleys at Werribee Plaza, which is now Pacific Werribee. Um, and I won, <laughs> one Saturday... I fucking hate change. One Saturday, I collected $16 worth of trolleys, which for anyone not good at maths is 80 trolleys. Right, that might, that might not be true. <laughs> is it eighty trolleys? Hang on, yeah, that's eighty trolleys. Oh, good. When, when were they ever twenty cents? Ah, it was, well, yeah, well. in the eighties, the eighteen eighties. Um, and so I collected the trolleys and uh, went to Brashes mm-hmm. and bought Temple of Loman on cassette, 
Temple Omen is the second Crowded House record. Then went to pick up Dad from work, left the cassette in the car, and it melted. So then Dad helped me transplant the tape into, like, undo the screws and put the tape into another cassette. Yeah. And it worked fine. Yeah. And I still got it. Oh, that's amazing. It still worked. Yeah. It is. Because if you leave CDs in the car, they just burn the roof of the car. <laughs> Reflection. <laughs> leave, I don't even have a CD player in my car. And if anymore. you leave phones in the car, they just get stolen. Depends where you live. Doesn't really. Pacific, what did you call it? Uh, Werribee. Ah, well, there's your problem. Have you noticed how. Um, Down few, on Werribee I am? Yes. Yeah, well, how, well, it's just like Frankston, so. Um, it just means you know it really well. Um, have you noticed how, of all the countries in the world, we have many wonderful things, but what we don't have is great names of towns that you can put into songs. Think of all those great songs well, from America. This is got, not what you were getting to. And, and <laughs> I want, to Gundagai, good song, but a great, <laughs> not a great word. You don't want to write a song about Tolangata? <laughs> See you go. How do you say it? Talangata, Talangata, whatever. Like, just. Yeah, but you know, <clears throat> we did the gig that we're doing later tonight, two weeks ago, where it was really quiet and it was basically just our friends. South there. Bank. South Bank, where yeah. nothing ever gets stolen. And. It's illegal theft, isn't it? Uh, <laughs> um, and we played some of our own songs. Oh, yeah, that was nice. Uh, I forgot to request Catherine. Oh. That's a place name. Uh, it's okay. Doesn't matter. <laughs> but that, I mean, that's the, that's the play on words, though. That yeah, 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 yeah. Of course. Yeah. yeah. There must be other towns in Australia that have had songs written about them. Oh, lots of songs get written about towns, but they're just not, they're just not words that, you know, roll. I don't know English language, the role. Bound for it. Botany Bay? What are you there talking you about? That's right. To rely or rely addity. Weird world. Um, <laughs> they were English. This is exciting. <laughs> this is so nice. <laughs> it's nice to be a child again. Is that what's happening? Yeah. Well, you hang out with your mate and talk rubbish. It's fantastic. Well, so we were talking about <clears throat> busy world and uh, the way your children are going to grow up interacting with that <laughs> with world. With nobody. <laughs> well, and, you know, your goal being to have no friends. You're my best mate. We only get to see each other at gigs now. I've always said that. If it weren't for gigs, we wouldn't see each other. I mean, you'd like to think <laughs> that. Kind of sound that, like that's Dom's goal. <laughs> just, oh. just to see you once. No. Um, yeah, but that, I mean, look, that tends to. Look, most people don't get to see their friends really anyway when they get older. No, I, so. I mean, I guess we are. We are in the fortunate position that when we go to work, we actually get to see our friends, as yeah. distinct from most people that go to work. That see it's their one of the reasons why we're best. not, um, you know, bitter and jaded. Oh yeah, with each other, <laughs> just in general. Yeah, because you do. I mean, look, you know, not many people get to have a particularly sociable <coughs> job. Um, and I've, you know, last year I worked full time in a job with really lovely people who I liked seeing every day. Um, uh, a couple in particular that, you know, I now consider really close friends. Uh, but 
really close friends that I don't see anymore because I don't work with them. Yeah, that's it. You know, unless I go in to the place of work to say hello. <laughs> My old flatmate, Jamie, I haven't seen since I, – I don't actually think I've seen him since I bought my house in Frankston. That was like 16 years, years ago. 17 yeah, right. years. Yeah. Which is horrific. It's just how it is. I think we just have to accept that's how the world is. That's all right. Oh. It, the, the upside of it is, is that he I mean, you're can't right, possibly the, blame the, you for anything that's gone wrong in his life. <laughs> the last 15 years. Actually, his life has gone from strength to strength since I moved out. Well, then so. he <laughs> can definitely pinpoint the time <laughs> when but that's good as well okay thanks michael jackson to have these things remember the time pinpoint the time oh pinpoint the time yeah he was always going to die in a rough way wasn't he michael jackson yeah really well because you know brain hemorrhage from all that yeah like you know cannot compute overload well, I don't know. <laughs> just, it just it just looked like his life was in decline. It, not a lot of people um, physically deteriorate like he did. You know. Yeah. Well, I guess okay, everybody yeah, does. Right, right. But everyone does. But you know, <coughs> when they're you know. Yeah, older, you're, you're sorry. I went. actually thought you were just talking about the performance side of things, but I don't. I think he could still <coughs> still dance. Yeah. No, just all the. Yeah, I don't think you can put your body through that much work. I mean, he never did, apparently, but um, and still be okay. Yeah, yeah, okay, fair enough. Because I was gonna, I was gonna say, Blackie Lawless. Does anyone know who Blackie Lawless is? I do. Good. Yes, um, one of my favourite bands from the eighties uh, and nineties. Like Michael Jackson. Doesn't, but his on-stage <laughs> antics would you would have thought would have precluded him from even being able to walk as an old man. But well, he kind of had all, the, all those saw blades attached to him. <laughs> he did. He did have a saw blade attached to his. He had a cod piece with a um, circular saw blade um, welded to it. Yeah, I don't know. I imagine it was super glued, but yes, because you know, because 80s rock <laughs> and bands, not that ba- band saw. Don't think it was a yeah, yeah. Weird. <laughs> um, I you uh, buried the lead a little bit. Oh, did I? Sorry, what was well, that? Well, only that you said uh, in the last two years I've had two children. Yeah. Amazing. Greatest thing that's ever happened in the history of the universe. Yeah. Yeah. Which you know, one day hopefully my kids will watch this. And they'll be like, oh, my dad thinks we were the greatest things that happened in the history of the universe. Yeah. And you've made that very clear. Yeah. Well, I think many, many times. I think that all the fucking time. Uh, oh, yeah. I'll be like three years ago, I was like, yes, we know you've got a girlfriend. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's right. Yeah. yeah. That was funny until it really annoyed you. Mm. Yeah. Well, it annoyed, me, it annoyed me straight away, but I put up with it for a while. Uh, <laughs> um, what is. Look, there's many great things about um, experiencing little people coming into the world. Um, but one of the things that you just don't expect. <laughs> Michael Jackson. <laughs> um, one of the things you don't expect is 
how because you realize that these there are little miracles because you start thinking about the numbers and the unlikelihood like the unlikelihood of like that sperm that egg creating that person in that moment is well it's practically impossible but it happens and it makes you see uh, everyone else is a miracle too which is really great because <laughs> you do experience people on a regular basis that test your um, limits and then but then and, you know you just oh no this person's a miracle too it's awesome it's really good it's really do good you, are you able do you do that again yeah. are you able to do that well at I do it everywhere so like I do even uh, I've even started to do it <coughs> with like people merging onto the freeway slowly and reverse parking for no reason yeah which you know two of Dom's biggest bugbears one of which I agree with. Yeah, there's no reason to reverse park ever. Oh, there is. No. I like a reverse park. I mean, reverse parallel park, yeah, sure. Like whatever that is on the street, sure. And, yeah, you know, maybe you've got to – no, this, I can't – tell me, tell me a reason, any reason just to help me understand. Why would you reverse park? Well, it's easier to leave. You run, Not a good enough reason. You run far less risk of backing out and running over a precious tiny child or even a not-so-precious tiny child or uh, running into another car who, you know. So there's, there's that practical safety consideration. All right. I do it if I've got uh, equipment in the back of my car too. Oh, so you're back in so people yeah. can't get to it. Yeah. 100%. Good. All I've right, done cool. that too. I'll accept yeah. both of those. And – I will grant By the you, way, nobody who reverse parks has those two considerations. <laughs> My concession to what you're saying is <clears throat> that I don't do it if there's cars behind me. Great. Well, then I accept your explanation and your explanation, but nobody who reverse parks, fuck about anybody else who's behind him. They just do it because they're... But, well, mostly drivers don't really seem to care. In general... No. We're so lucky we don't have guns in this country. There would be there would be murder all day every day because of stuff like that. Don't disagree. And I would be probably one who did. No, no idea. I would treat those miracles miracles well. (laughs) I'd just warn them lightly. I could use this. Yeah. Wow. That's that's a remarkably philosophical viewpoint to take. It's it's really. Can I describe a miracle as a philosophy? I don't think so. Anyway. Uh, Yeah, I guess you can. Um, But it is is a really lovely thing to. To, to be reminded of all the time, particularly when they're really little and everything to them is, like, fascinating. And oh, that part of so it. So great. But then you look at, you know, <coughs> you know, people who are frustrated by, you know, things that they by rights just shouldn't be frustrated by. Um, but, you know, they're a miracle too. Poor we all get frustrated by things we shouldn't necessarily oh, get yeah, yeah, yeah. frustrated by. Like reverse parking, how irrational for me to care about it. Yeah. 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 This has been really good. For me, this podcast it's just like therapy. <laughs> I've needed this. <laughs> I think I'll be okay I mean, now. Um, the podcast was more often than not about you and I sort of drilling down on the way we feel about stuff that happens to us and around us, and yeah, and trying to um, come to a better understanding and even a consensus sometimes about even where the um. Where the median point is, because I'm I've, I'm a firm believer in 
you know, between my opinion and someone else's opinion lies the the, the truth of the matter. Oh, you're wrong. <laughs> <clears throat> yeah. No, well, the it's my understanding that you need to like, – almost everybody thinks in, with words and therefore many of the things that you need to – you need to – like anything, like you eat food, you've got to process it, it's got to come out. All life's experiences need this to room. be processed. And because of the nature of many of the things that we take in every day that are difficult to process, if you don't talk about them, then you don't process them. Yeah, properly. correct. And so having what I found over the 160 episodes, particularly that first sort of 40 that we did, was that the rest of my week was so much clearer and easier to do because at least once a week for 45 minutes to an hour, right, I got to bounce off and get things that have been on my mind. Like, and it was really beneficial for me that, that doing that thing for that period of time. And I think we kind of stopped. We did a few during the pandemic and then when we came back, we, we kind of stopped. Um, but then I, I really, I've really missed it, Yeah, really okay. missed it. <clears throat> now, excuse me. Uh, <clears throat> I think that I, uh, because of the nature of you know becoming a parent and then having so many of the things I need to process through the week about being a parent and then having cat to to do that processing with and talk about stuff. Um, that's been really good because that's where you know the, the main focus of your life when you've got little things to keep alive. Um, but oh yeah, I've really missed. I really missed it. My reaction every time you have said <clears throat> we should do the podcast again, it's interesting that you remind me that that's, that's, that's how you've found the podcast has affected you in, in a positive way. Um, but my reaction every time you say we should do the podcast again is you are too busy. Yes. And my reaction <clears throat> Which is, is don't fucking tell me well, I'm too fucking fair, busy. <laughs> I, I, I agree. I agree. It's, it's a little uh, bit patronising. But... Um, uh, I mean, I'm busy too, so maybe I should say that instead. But you know what? I just you you put a lot of effort into the podcast, getting it set up and doing the editing and all that sort of stuff. So I was I was always acutely aware that <clears throat> it was not just the forty five minutes to an hour that we would sit here talking. Yeah, but it wasn't much more. And the reality of it is, is you know, when something matters to you and you want to do it, you, you get it done. Um, and I do think that that, you know, now that I'm off work for, you know, Ever. non-specified period of time and, and being a, a musician and a dad, there is more flexibility. And, okay. um, and I do think that time where I was last year when you would, I was saying to you, hey, let's do this again, um, and you were saying to me, you're too busy, and... I, I, part of me read that as like, I'm too busy and you're too busy. But, you know, you were, you're like, hey, I don't, if we do this, there'll be pressure on you to do it and I don't want to put that on you. So I felt like I knew where... interpretation. Oh, well, I felt like that's where you're coming Generous from. Generous interpretation. That's exactly what I meant. But. Um, but I felt that's where you're coming from. But also it was like, yeah, but you, what you were seeing as someone who was always exhausted anyway, because mm. I was, because I had a little baby who didn't sleep and I was standing on my feet all day long, you know, doing a job that, you know, I didn't mind, but it wasn't an energising job, mm. you know. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I, 
Um, but I do think, I think it's really important to have that, you know, when you make the call about, you know, it's uh, therapy, it's like, well, that's what, you know, good conversations that challenge you, um, yeah, that, cha that challenge you but also, you know, lift you up because a lot of, much like this, you know, swings between, you know, being serious and, you know, being jovial and that's what uh, an exciting conversation is, is all about. Mm. So, um, yeah, I've missed so, it. <clears throat> I jumped in when you said uh, day job and said you're never going back to work. You did. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I think that's a good idea. I, you could, you, you're probably Melbourne's busiest news right now, well, not off, not from next week because Thursday nights just got cancelled. So maybe I'll be back. Thursday nights just got cancelled. I had a Thursday night gig and now I don't. Uh, so who knows? Who knows? Go, go knows. Okay. Um, <clears throat> but um, it's good to have options. Well, so. So here's a question. Yeah. Because I was at a gig on Sunday and uh, a friend of mine who was a school principal um, who was just telling me about the European holiday that he's going on with his wife for seven weeks. Um, Doesn't seem long enough. No, he's going with her. Oh. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, Apologies. <laughs> um, well, one, this is a side, this is a side note. Uh, they're flying bamboo air. Oh, that. <laughs> okay, so you guys hadn't heard of it. I had, because I remember clocking, I saw the poster at the poster. No, it actually was an electronic billboard. I just realised. It's like one of those terrible old travel agents with the For young people, tact. a poster <laughs> yes. is an electronic billboard made out of paper. Uh, so I think there are, um, like Scoot is Singapore Airlines, low-cost airline. Right. I think Bamboo might be Vietnam Air's low-cost. It just, I mean, it seems a weird. It does. I don't have issues with pandas chewing the wings or anything like that. To <laughs> me, it's, it does set up that the planes are made of. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, uh, business class, mm. Europe, yeah. $5,000. Is that good? Yes. Oh, well, Holy it, crap. Seems way too expensive for a flight to me. Super good. But I've got two kids. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, yeah but, yeah. but the point being. Yes. The actual point being that um, we were, I think I probably walked in in the middle of the conversation. He was discussing how much people really need to have in superannuation in order to retire. Yeah, right. Yeah. 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 Uh, I'm a professional musician, so um, I don't, I had a super fund set up from when I used to, um, before I was a muso, when I worked in hospitality and that's the same super fund I still had. Uh, that basically whittled itself down to zero because they charge you fees. But if you don't put anything into it, they just charge you fees. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so he reckons a million bucks. No. Two, surely. He reckons two. Yeah. yeah. Got no fucking hope. Yeah, you no do. Hope. Of course you do. How? Well, you start now. Well, I know I started before. No, no. You just got to, You've got to investigate how to how how and what vehicle in order to do that. You can't say oh, I've got no hope. Remember, you're a miracle. 
<laughs> well, it will be a fucking miracle no, if so I get two million bucks in super in the next ten years well, you, when you, I retire. Well, you can't. Oh, did I tell you I'm retiring in ten years? Yeah, that's possible as well. Great. Um, thanks, you just man. have to have the right strategy. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Oh, strategy. Like so, for example, um, today. So my super fund performed so poorly over the last three years, the government closed it. Um, oh, you're one of those. Yeah, and so it's been. I didn't think it had performed poorly. It just performed below the threshold. Yeah. Um, and probably for a couple of years in a row because those It has to do it for, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, so to, to, we're such adults. To, <laughs> today, <laughs> today, I got, um, today I got the login details and everything for the, the new account. Um, but the thing to do there is, I mean, what we are about to do, I hope I don't. I'm not speaking out of school, but um, we're taking our super to a, probably a self-managed super fund to to in, like to buy property. Mm. So we've got we don't think we'll be retiring in ten years' time, but the idea is to take what we've got and acquire a property, and then in a couple of years' time or five years' time, whatever it is, but get another one and then another one and then. Be one of those guys. Yeah. Slumlord. Oh, I don't think so. Look, the government's not investing enough money in property. Someone, oh, you don't think? Someone's got to buy the houses for people to rent, and that's not happening fast enough either. So the, all the ridiculous, you know, media beat up and bullshit about it. Like someone's got to buy the property for people to live in. Well, someone's like, got to build the bloody houses. Yeah. Well, and the thing is, like, you you have to. There has to be people willing to do that. You can't just have no houses and just have building companies collapse all the time. Someone's got to, like be part of that so and everybody who almost everybody has to rent before they buy because that's how yeah. you know how our australian type families who are not european asian or african in origin they make everyone go off by themselves and do their own thing yeah just saying yeah, those yeah. the other cultures they all get together all right and they go all right let's do this as a team <laughs> it's not in our culture Oh. So. All right. Yeah, I think you've got an option. Oh, I'm looking forward to that. Good. Just, Having an option. Just happening? Yeah. Well, no. Oh, that wasn't what he said. No. Okay. But yeah, you do need you do need to um you do need to think about it and just and and plan. And that's something that, you know, we don't get taught. No. It's stunning. It's just <clears throat> stunning the lack of education about that kind of stuff. And, and I mean, when I was at school, when I was at school, I remember being taught how to write a check. Yeah, cool. <laughs> um, but it doesn't, I don't see anything from schools these days that they teach anything practical as well, far as no. that sort of stuff goes. No. And look, and the thing is too, which is, you know. And I uh, hang out near schoolyards all the time. Yeah. And not to speak disparagingly of, of the industry, but, um, you know, having worked as a teacher as well, well, no, like that's a whole industry. The educators, tens of thousands of educators, well, they don't know it either. So they can't, like it's not in the curriculum because no one in the curriculum knows how to do it. Like, you know, it's. The people who write the the education system, well, they're just people in a job with 
you know, a parameter this wide that they've got to tick off and that's that's what the kids at this age need to know. Like, yeah. they're not they're not in any different position than anyone. Actually, they're probably in a worse position than anyone else because they're overworked and underpaid and they can't they don't have enough they haven't paid enough money to <laughs> I mean it's all right if you were a principal or an ex principal. <laughs> like, you know, you're getting paid, you know. But then again, if you're a principal, you're going to be, you're incidentally going to be more business minded because you're running a business. And there's increasingly yeah. more schools these days that don't have principals running the businesses. They've got CEOs. Mm-hmm. Mm. As I'm finding out, as we're looking at potential schools for yeah, our right. children, you're like, okay, yeah, there's a, what, how much, a $300 application fee? Yeah, that, right? That's an administration fee? Yeah. For a school? Yeah, that and that's hospitals tough. and prisons. That, that's that's a real problem. For those well, that's thirty. If you have a hundred people, hundred children apply right for a place out of kindergarten, thirty thousand dollars of application fee. Are you trying to tell me that thirty thousand dollars is going towards paying a single person to assess a hundred applications, <laughs> and it's going to take that person a like six months of their yearly wage? Yeah. No, it's not. It's just absolute like we're running a business here. You bet. And, you've, and as you say, you've worked in the system. You know exactly how that level of bureaucracy works. Yeah. Just... And, I, and I also get it too because, you know, yeah, you've got, to, um, you, you've got to weed people out. So you've got to, in the sense of, well, otherwise uh, a parent's going to, just to make sure they get a spot in one of the potential five schools they want to be in, they're going to put in five applications, yeah, yeah. which is going to waste your time. But jeepers, like that's yeah, you bet. Yeah. And how how far down that road are you? We haven't paid any deposits yet. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. I would. No, I'm just paying swimming lessons next week. But it's yeah, it's um, it's it's a fascinating it's fascinating world to be in now. Yeah. But also the I've got to get my head around tech in schools. I just don't. I don't understand. I do. I understand from the ease of assessing kids' progress and, you know, that having tech and that, yes, we live in it, the 21st century, but I just don't understand why my seven-year-old kid needs an iPad. I just don't get it. And with all of the information we have available to us about how damaging that kind yeah. of stuff is, I don't understand why it's continued to be pushed. And once again, like, of course, there's a whole industry of people who are just doing the thing that's most expedient for a whole bunch of things, like, but they don't know what they're doing. Like, I don't know. think it's most expedient for the teachers, though. Well, I, I think uh, here's, here's one way aside of... Aside from anything else... Teachers have to learn how to use that tech. Yeah, and I think that's probably a, that's probably a challenge for some of for some people. But I mean, anyone who's become a teacher in the last twenty years and knows how to use tech, and if they don't, then that's you know, then they had horrible parents like me who didn't want them to grow up learning how to use stuff. No, um, no, I do. I can completely see how. Here's your homework. Do your homework. Kid does his homework at its own, or not just homework, but classwork at its own pace. You know, so then you don't have, you know, the, you know, the slow kids being, you know, slowing down the class or the kids who are fast, like causing trouble, you know, in that sense. And also being able to write up a report really, or 
just see everything. And I do appreciate greatly that now because of the world, the tech world we live in, that um, parents think that teachers are available at 11 o'clock at night. So there's emails going, you know, and it's when parents are, you know, sitting down to do their own shit. So yeah. I, I get it. I, I, I do think there's a, a, a valid reason to use it for just ticking the boxes of assessing and keeping track of stuff. But I think Kat was telling me that she was told recently, um, a friend of her said, oh, there's a brushing your teeth app, you know, teaching your kids to brush your teeth on an app, on a tablet. It's like, yeah, but that's just before bedtime. And that would just be let's play with an iPad, you know. So, oh, yeah, great idea, but, like, do you need it? I mean, like, I've just started playing again. We've just brushed the, we brush our teeth together. She's fine. Like, and fair enough too. There's so much science to suggest that kids, while their brains are still absolutely in their developing stages, shouldn't be exposed to that amount of screen time. Yeah, yeah. And it seems really clear. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's, there's no question and it's everywhere, but it's a real tricky one that um, the also is like, well, this kid lives in this world. So... But that also kind of sounds like it's taking away from your parent time with you guys learning how to brush your teeth together. That's you That's you two having a moment. Absolutely. Now it's just a child and an iPad. There's, yeah, there's look, no and, I, and I, get, I do get that, you know, well, plenty of parents aren't around because they're working three jobs and, mm. you know, interest rates just yeah. went up again and all that kind of stuff. Like I, I um, you know, what do we want to achieve? We want them to brush their teeth. And we when want do it, we want and, it? And, and, you know, and we want it to be something that just doesn't get argued about and it's easy. And, yeah, Lucinda loses her mind like, you know, three times a week when it's time to just put the toothbrush away. And that's okay. She's, she's not even two. She loses her mind 50 times a day. So, you know, <laughs> I lose my mind 50 times a day. And, you know, who knows? But, um, teeth yeah. are clean, though. Hers are. Yeah. Yours. Well, not bad. Not right now because I had nuts on the way here. Well. What sort of nuts? Cashews, almonds, walnuts, pecans, and a oh. bunch of seeds. And what's a uh, macadamias? Don't like the taste of a macadamia, but I like the feel. Yeah. yeah. Lord. Oh. Yeah. Cost of living hasn't hit you then, has it? Well, macadamias I, are like $400 a well, kilo. I, I, only, I only eat once a day now, so. Um, and only one nut. Yeah. <laughs> one macadamia, I mean. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> one a week. One a week. Well, if you chop a macadamia up into pieces, you can call it macadamias. <laughs> That's some good discipline. Mm. I, don't, uh, no, I don't like macadamia nuts. But I like the feel of them. But you may as well just have a Malteser. You may as well. Yeah. Maybe the man I am today. <laughs> oh, I love Maltesers. So do I. But... Dark chocolate Maltesers can get fucked. Yeah, but it's still better than no Maltesers. <sighs> That's true. Yeah. Have you had a white chocolate Maltese? Yes. And? Good. Shut up. Really? Yeah. God oh, damn it. Do you know what, though? I didn't like white chocolate when I was young. Um, and now that I'm old. Really? I really like white chocolate. It goes the other way, usually. The older you get, the darker chocolate you yeah. like. Yeah. Well, I still... Well, I mean, I like, <laughs> like all chocolate. You don't get a body like this without chocolate, Matt. You know that? Um, but yeah. I haven't had chocolate for six weeks. Really? Yeah. I'm sorry to have brought it up. 
That's why I didn't buy you any for Easter. Thank you for supporting my strange mission. That's not a strange mission. What? Not eating no. chocolate? No, it's just, it's, it's a it's a shameful. It's mission, just stra- it's... strange for me. <laughs> uh, I appreciate what you're trying to do. I like oh. that you're always trying to better yourself. Uh, so uh, I don't know if I'm trying to better <laughs> What's myself. That like? Yeah, I know. <laughs> I'm not trying to better myself. I mean, myself. leave something for the rest of us, you big dick. I'm not trying to better myself. I'm trying to be supportive of my partner who's trying to better herself. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's just, I, I think. Um, Which, by the way, well, I was going to say it shouldn't go unremarked upon. I have remarked upon it on stage for that very reason. Because I think that makes you a really good partner. Thanks. I, well, I think other things I do make me a good partner, but that's definitely one. I not say it's the only one. <laughs> I could say one thing without meaning nothing else is true. That's true. Fuck. Um, Tough room. I, I just, to be honest, I just don't think there's any other way. I say you've got big balls. doesn't mean you've got a tiny dick. Oh, it's all comparative though. <laughs> Isn't it? All things are comparative. Everything's comparative. Um, I think cat, uh, it, it's not as much of a noble pursuit as maybe it appears to be. We have both separately tried to be healthier for our own sakes in the last two years and we are both sabotaged the other person by just cooking a pizza when the other one's trying not to. Sure. And, you know, bringing, you know, Maltesers into the house when – so it's like, well, if I don't derail her, like if she derails herself, that's one thing. Sure. Right. But if – if I don't do it, then that's good. That's good. And if she's not doing it to me, and it's been good. Good. I am impressed even with you. Bloody Lucinda's drinking smoothies now. She thinks it's gogurt. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> what uh, what brand of smoothies? No brand, homemade. That's what I mean. Yeah. What um so what goes in it? It's yeah. the flavour. Uh spinach, Brussels sprouts, broccoli. Fuck. Mint, right off. Mint, um, parsley. Um, Waiting for the good bit. <laughs> lime juice. I mean, mint's okay. Um, and some frozen berries. Okay. And avocado. Okay. And ice. Here's the secret to... She thinks it's a, go-get. Here's the secret to a vegetable smoothie. Cold. You know, like cold water is like, oh, great, cold water. But just tap water is like, mm, I'm not thirsty anymore, but it wasn't great. Really? Cold, yeah. Oh. Cold smoothie. Mm, okay. Is. <clears throat> I, I would fly in the face of that and, and just say tap water. I'm all over the tap water, just straight out of the tap. Thank you, please, and thank you. It's cold enough, but cold water is really nice. Yeah, I know. Yeah. Yeah, Chinese, I always get ice with my soda. Chinese uh, medical practitioners would say that messes with your chi. Sure. Yeah, well, I mean, it doesn't exist, so they can get fucked. Um, <laughs> shouldn't have brought it up. Sorry, uh, well, sorry, mean, doctor. To be to be honest, like, yeah, I could probably un- understand why they would say that. However, oh, I understand tr- why a lot of people say a lot of things. Tra- traditionally, most people would have drunk very cold water because most water would have been really cold coming from from the mountains. So, like, fridge cold water. Fridge cold? Yeah. So, 
Yeah, I mean, even in China, especially in China. Do you know Australia's the flattest continent in the world? I did know that. Huh. Yes. Do you know the driest continent in the world? No. Antarctica. <gasps> Look at you ah. with the red herring knowledge. Ah. I don't know if they have red herrings. It's probably too cold. Yeah, no, they'd be blue, wouldn't they? They'd be so cold. <laughs> Speaking of your diet, mm. I, don't, I don't mean your dieting, I mean mm. your diet. Mm. How's your bread? Uh, your well, bread basket? I haven't had any for six weeks. Uh, but oh, I made some for Lucinda. Um, she quite likes it. <sighs> Go on, what's it got in it? Spinach, fucking Brussels. No there's, no, there's no greens in it. But there's lots of nuts in it. Nuts um, good? Yeah, nuts good. Nuts, uh, yeah. That's nuts. I'm a seedy bread guy. Yeah, I like seedy bread. Yeah. Yeah. Seedy bread? Seedy bread. Hmm. Yeah. I've got bread on CD. Have you? <laughs> Is that, uh, are they the stumbling in guys? Dave, no, that's Smokey. David Gates? Gates? Yates. Whatever. He made seeds. Yates. <laughs> he did. Yeah. It's yeah. <laughs> very good. <laughs> nice. <laughs> that's a good bunning stroke. Um, all right. Hey, um, is I, it time to go? No, no, I don't think so. Oh, is good. it? Oh, no, it's, we have only been going for 40 odd minutes. They've been odd too. Um, all right. In, oh, look out. Um, do I, I have a sting? Go for it. What, I, don't what, I don't know what you're going to do. What, sting something and see how I can't hear anyway, so sting away. Yeah, you can. All right. What's it going to be? Uh, uh. Oh, yeah, okay. What's going on? Is that Marvin Gaye? Yes. He's going to sue us now. Oh, yeah, he would too. His parents will sue us. No, his parents won't. His children. Fucking children. Far out. Um, I <laughs> listened to a podcast. Little Miracles. Um, it's not technically true. I listen to it, but it's on YouTube. I'm sure it's just a podcast as well. Um, but the medium I find everything is YouTube and I mm. press play and blah, blah, blah. Um, hard. Sorry. Uh, it's called The Diary of a CEO. Which is a re if he's listening to this and he won't, it's a really fucking crummy name because he's not CEO anymore. He might be actually. Anyway, he was. Not the point. I'm, obviously, I haven't done a podcast for a while, so I'll get sidetracked. <coughs> At the end of his episode, he has these guests on. At the end of the episode, the previous guest writes a question down for the next guest. To answer. Who are the guests? Just all kinds of people like... Yeah. Business people? Uh, not just business people. Um, Zookeepers? He's had Richard Hammond on. He's had... Not a real hamster. No. No. Um, he's the topic of guy, yeah? Yeah. Yeah. Um, Richard the Hamster Hammond. Not a real hamster. Oh, is that his, yeah. has it, is that his nickname? The Hamster? Yeah. Yeah. I watched that whole episode, listened to that whole episode. Uh, didn't hear the hamster reference, but it makes sense. He's not... He's, yeah. he's not a real hamster. No. No. He's a rat. Yes. He's not hamster. <laughs> um, Fulci Towers was the show. They're going to bring it back. Yeah. Yeah. Are yeah. they really? Yeah, apparently. That feels fraught with danger. Well, I mean, if John, if John Cleese does it. Well, and he is. Then he will just do whatever he wants. It might be epic. Yeah. Because he's already been, in the last 12 months, quite outspoken yeah. about... The stupid world we live in. The stupid world we live yeah, in. Yeah. Desperately trying not to say woke. Go on. Yeah. Um, far less offensive to call it stupid world. 
Anyway, yeah. so question, he asked questions. So I was listening to, on the way up here, um, there's a young woman who is, I guess she is very, sure she's very clever, um, many degrees, and she has written a book about glucose. And anyway, it's really interesting. She was very good. Um, and the question that he asked her was, I'm going to ask you. From the previous guest? Yeah. Does it matter who the previous guest was? Uh, no. Okay. Uh, well, actually, just to clarify, in this particular instance, there was a deck of cards. He picked out four. She picked two. One of the questions was this. So it wasn't necessarily the previous guest. It was a previous guest. Gotcha. Right. The question is this. So I'm going to ask you. Um, tell me something you've never told anyone before. Oh, get fucked. <laughs> First episode back. This could be the last podcast we ever do. So um, it doesn't have to be like deep, serious, and like oh, divulging a secret. No, no, no. But it can be. No, no. I, I, yeah. Um, I have, I have answered that question in various ways to various people over the journey. Like I've told people, I've told our person something I've never told anyone else before. Just tell us that. No, no, no. I'll, I'll try and invent something new. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, Tell qu- me a lie you've never told yeah, anyone exactly. before. <laughs> questions, questions without notice like this are really difficult because they potentially lead to dead air while I access. But that's okay. What's well, not. Because we can edit this. <laughs> we never do. No, we never <laughs> ever do. Um, uh, uh, Oh, I can't. Okay, well, I can't tell that. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, um, uh, I. Oh God, <laughs> it's a tough one. Well, it is. I'm genuinely, I'm acutely aware of the dead air thing. What about there, you, Dom? There hasn't been what any dead you air told yet. Somebody. Uh, it's because I'm filling it up with. Air. Well, I've got one, and this is this is a really this says a lot. Actually. And now I want to continue to be engaged with you, so I'm just going to listen okay. instead of thinking. Um, well, the, the one thing that comes off the top of my head is I have um, – I don't have very good teeth, and that's for many, many reasons. Um, no, it's not only a few reasons, but, I, you know, I was born with bad – with a funny face. My teeth are bad. Um, I grew up in a time when I um, didn't know anything about being healthy, and I've got, you know, soft drink teeth. So I've got lots of feelings. Anyway, um, I, for probably about six months, have had uh, an abscess come and go on my bottom right tooth, and I've just let it come and go. And I should go to the dentist and see about it because it's probably one of the worst things you could not get sorted out. And I just keep paying other bills instead and ignoring it. And I find it really, I find it a really strange thing for me to be going through this other health process and still somehow being able to compartmentalise that into, like, just completely ignoring it. Why? I don't understand. I do the same thing. I, I think – I think I don't think it's just the expense. I definitely think it's part of it, like, if this is going to be expensive. Um, but I do think it's also um, – well, I'm not, I'm not sick. I'm completely fine. It's just that, you know, it passes up and, you know, bleeds. That's fine. Presumably it hurts. doesn't hurt. Really? That's the thing too. Like if I was in pain, it would be completely different. But 
And it's a really, really weird one. Um, cause, cause I'm like, well, no one ever tells me I've got bad breath, but maybe like, maybe, maybe they wouldn't cause people are nice. Surely I've got bad breath. Mm. I'm never close enough to you. Cat would tell you. I should never close enough to me. <laughs> I set them up, you knock them down. <laughs> ah, thanks. <clears throat> um, and it's a, I think it's quite an exposing confession, not because, not just because, I mean, because, look, in our society today, not straight teeth and bad teeth are a real no-no, and I've got that. Um, and so I'm kind of embarrassed and ashamed about it. But, um, but I don't really understand how I can just ignore it. Huh. Yet I do when I'm very aware, and I think I'm – when I saw that, I heard that question. I was like, "That's that's definitely one that comes it just straight to mind." And like, I need to get this out in the world because I need to sort it out. And now I've said it. I'm... Do you want me to tell you what happens if you don't get it fixed? Oh dear. Yeah. Apart from the dental issues, you could die. Yeah. yeah. The uh, poison goes down into your kidneys and then affects your liver. Yeah. Well, that's a sobering thought. Wow. <laughs> it's poison. Yeah. Yeah. All the toxins end up yeah. trying to be filtered through the kidneys that's and they fail. Yeah. So I, guess I mean, it did take a long time, but. Yeah, well, this has been it's six been months. It's been a long time. <laughs> it's been six months. It's a long time. Yeah. Huh. What's yours now? No, I haven't got one. <laughs> I've really, I've let you down. I, no, I realise I've let, let you let down. down. <clears throat> um, mine, my, my. My answer, I would try to find something funny. I'd try to find a, an amusing anecdote to fill the space. But mainly I reckon what would happen if I was to really drill down, they would all be shame responses. That's a drill down. Ah, sorry. Well, um, I, th- I, think, I think that's the nature of the question is like, you know, I mean, for, you know, there's another, th- I'll give you another one, for example. And it was really interesting because the, um, um, the, the guest said something, she had surgery and, you know, a doctor basically saved her. Um, and I, I've always thought about the surgeons that worked on me when I was a baby. And then we, we you know, I just never saw them again. Yeah. You know, and um, you, you kind of get to, you know, you get to, well, you get to, to however old you get to be and you, you start going, oh, wow, there's a whole bunch of people that really sort of sorted me out that I don't, that don't know I'm grateful. Yeah, you bet. Yeah. Um, and, you know, lucky that, you know, I was brought up um, with excellent parents and great siblings and good friends and, you know, in a country where the, my biggest problem can be people reverse parking, <laughs> you know, um, that I, you know, can have that perspective. But, yeah, it's just, you know, it's, it's probably highly likely that many of those people are not around anymore. Oh, yeah. That's how old I am. You bet. So I think about that fairly often. Mm. Did I ever tell you that I accidentally came on my um, flatmate's cat? Um, (laughs) Well, I'm glad it was an accident. It was absolutely (laughs) an accident. (laughs) She turned up just at the wrong moment. The cat or your roommate? (laughs) (laughs) Roommate. No, the cat. Oh, Jesus, <laughs> sorry, the cat. <laughs> wow, see? Oh, God. 
Well, look, you may have told me that before, but you haven't I told have. everyone else. Oh, damn it. Okay. I was trying to. Yeah, okay. <sighs> I mean, I, I honestly, most of my stories, you know. Are uh, about in, accidentally coming on things. <laughs> they're mostly about wanking. <laughs> yeah. Because there's one I know I've told you and I've told a lot of people. I'm not going to tell it now, but the Matchbox 20 song. Yeah, yeah. 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 A lot of people know that one. That actually, I, there was someone with me that time, of course. Well, that's so good. Yeah. 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 And it wasn't Witnesses. a cat. No, it wasn't a cat. <laughs> oh, oh, she witnessed it. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. <clears throat> I believe that question has uncovered the right answer. <laughs> okay, good. <laughs> <laughs> Is there anything you wanted to talk about in this podcast? In, um, that podcast? I wanted to talk about? Yeah. I mean, I wanted to ask you about your bread. We kind of got that. Yeah. So, you know, the thanks bread's not so Nicole's made bread out of the recipe I gave her. It looks really, really good. Uh, it looked good. I hadn't tried it yet. Yeah. And I, and she hadn't either, I don't think, at that oh, time. She, she messaged yesterday and said, yeah, bread good. I meant to check in with yeah. her today. Um, I use my phone a lot as I'm driving. Hands free. Um, to, uh, you know... Uh, hey Siri, make new calendar note, 10 a.m. tomorrow, you know, do your taxes from 1942, um, that sort of thing. And then she puts the event in You have in five 19... appointments that overlap with this. Should I schedule your appointment about get taxes from 942 tomorrow from 10 a.m. to 11 a.m. anyway? No, thank you. I That's do not want so my loud. children using technology. <laughs> <laughs> ah, but that is grand. Would you like to change something? No, or thank you. It's care? fine. It's fine. Okay, I won't. Don't speak to me like that. Goodness. God. Um, <laughs> okay, I mean, that couldn't have worked out any better. Not that question mark. <laughs> uh, so on the way here, because I thought, well, I'm going to have something prepared to speak about in case there's, you know, moments of silence, which there hasn't been, because like there ever was. Um, but... If you don't use the right words, sometimes Siri doesn't know what you're talking about. So, I recently have come across a Twitter feed mm. called Fesshole, which is very much like the question you ah, asked. Ah, cool. Okay. You probably, you've relaxed a bit. I have, sorry. Yeah. Oh, no, don't be sorry about being relaxed. I just realised <laughs> how far away from the mic you were. Well, I wasn't talking. <clears throat> oh. um, so, uh you and I have talked before about um, Facebook and people's Facebook statuses kind of being like a, almost like a confessional. Mm. Um, Fesshole is very much exactly that, except it's completely anonymous. So wow. often yeah, okay. really amusing, um, sometimes harrowing. Uh, and I, I can randomly, and I will in a second, I'll randomly just read a couple that I'll find. But on the way here... And I can do it now because I tried it a couple of times because it made me laugh the first time and then I had to try it a bunch of other times. Hey, Siri, make new note, fess hole. Okay, I've created your note. It's called asshole. <laughs> she doesn't know what fess hole is. She thinks it's asshole. <laughs> yeah. No, it's a fair mistake. I mean, <laughs> that's the one I would make. Ah, <laughs> oh, shit, do I have to pay for my parking? No, I have to six, no. no. Oh, where'd you park? Just out in the street at the front there? Uh, Two-hour place around there. Both oh, sides are fine. Okay. Thanks, man. Um, so where's my, where's my Twitter machine? Not twat. Tweet, 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 tweet. 
That was twat with an O, by the way. It's still pronounced twat. Sorry. Uh, there was uh, no dead air up until this point. I'll shush now. <laughs> um, on my way to a gay sauna, I decided to have a quick meal first. Although McDonald's was convenient, I dismissed it as too low quality and walked past. Truth is, having random M's cocks and cum in my mouth feels more healthy than eating at McDonald's. That was a random <laughs> one. Sorry. That was, sorry, it was a Facebook post? Sorry? That's a Facebook post? This is Fessel. Oh, so people post those confessions on that forum? Yeah. Oh, right. And it's uh, entertaining. Yeah. Well, I mean, you know, various, various margins. It's, uh, that was a random one I just... That person obviously wasn't around when AIDS was. Oh, God. <laughs> what are you saying? What are you saying? Keep like, it light, love. What are you saying? Like, you know, that is the, that's the attitude of someone who's never had to face the potential consequences of their behaviour. Did you hear in the news this week about the man molesting the seagull? What? For reals. On the way home the other morning from night shift. A man was uh, taken to court for molesting a seagull and the magistrate said that it was the weirdest thing to come across her desk. Oh, no. no. Did she say that? Yeah. That sounds like an episode of like, was it, what's that show on ABC? Is it like Dateline or something like that? <laughs> I've started leaving a teaspoon in the toilets every time I use it at work. Meant to be a bit of fun, but it started causing some buzz and now we all have to be randomly drug tested. Ah, <laughs> that's good. Yeah, it's really good. Yeah, yeah, it's good fun. I like it. I've been good. and I've been just screenshotting some and sending them to Nick B and discovering that she's already read them all. Ah, so good. it's good for a Monday morning giggle. Fantastic. Yeah, I like this um, use of technology. I told Siri uh, one of my notes I was trying to make on the way here. I told Siri that my lesbian crush just got married, and she said I don't know how to respond to that. Oh, well, that's fair enough. Is it? Well, I, I You're mean. as homophobic as Siri is. No, it's just fair enough. Why is that homophobic? She, I think she could have well. consoled you. Well, she, she doesn't have emotions, so she's she doesn't know that you would be upset. <laughs> she's a computer. AI is not that developed. We all know this. And start <laughs> making all my notes with chat GPT. You can make them into flowery prose when they store them as notes. I love it. Have you used it before? No. Have you used it yet? No. Me, me, no. Uh, I mean, I'd like to have, but... I did buy a Japanese toilet, though. Tell us. That, (laughs) actually, that could have been the thing I've not told anyone else. Just how long I spend in there every day. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, okay, man. My water bill's... Fantastic. (laughs) 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 Much like the jet of water has gone through the roof. (laughs) We should do a podcast at your house soon um, and visit the bathroom. Okay, great. Yeah, just so people can see what this thing does. I, I sent I sent my friend Jade a message the other day to say for the first time in three months I had to use toilet paper. And she wrote back, good for you. <laughs> <laughs> and I let it go for a while and then I wrote back and said, oh, no, I, I, I bought a Japanese toilet. And she said, yeah, I assume so. <laughs> oh. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Because yeah. other people, you think, yeah, you're about as gross as I thought, but you, because you're not gross. No, no. Apart from the cat story. Oh, it was an accident. I wasn't calling her name. That's not why she turned <laughs> up. 
<laughs> Tim Coles. Tim Coles. That actually sounds exactly like the kind of thing you'd call out. Cat's <laughs> name wasn't even Tinkles. <laughs> it's just the thing I call out. Good ever a cat. Um, yeah. So Japanese toilet, I highly recommend. I think I want one. Yeah. Really is good. You actually, you would, because you were the 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 um the, the original spitwife, fatberg guy. Fat what? Fatberg. What's fatberg? You're the causer of fatbergs. Oh, am I? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh, am I? I don't know. I don't know what a fatberg is. Uh, you mean a big, huge conglomerate of um, toilet tissue? Whites. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. 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 I'm probably that guy. The original spit. You're not the original spitwife guy. I bet I am. No, I don't think you are. Yeah, I bet I am. I've been spitwiping for a long time. Yeah, but your butt. It's <laughs> 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 my butt. <laughs> yeah. <sighs> yeah. Really good. Can't wait for my children to be adult enough to listen to our podcast. <laughs> oh yeah, good point. Sorry about that. <laughs> um, well, I explained. Do you think they'll date well? Not my kids. The, the podcast. Uh, we'll go back in fifteen years and go. Oh my god! I we think were... all those things will date well. Yeah, I hope I so. We're okay. We're all right. I, I don't think um, that in the time... Hopefully my teeth will be fixed by then. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think in, the, in the, the passage of time since you and I started doing this uh, and now and in 15 years' time, I don't expect to have made any progression at all. So I think it'll all just resonate. Oh, but yeah, you're retiring in 10 years? <laughs> yeah, which will mean in five years' time after that, I'll have time to sit back and listen to all oh, these podcasts. good, good, good. Yeah. Uh, I was going to say, if you're retired by then, you'll have heaps more time to do more podcasts. Yeah. I don't, uh, I mean, obviously I'm joking about retiring because, uh, one, I don't have too many bucks in super. And two. Um, well, you can't retire in 10 years. You'll be 37. Correct. Uh, but um, I, musos don't, professional musicians don't retire in the same way unless they actually just physically just, you know, had their hit single and then never do anything else. That'd be good, wouldn't it? Fuck yes. Oh, that'd be good. So you and I were talking the other night about um, um, uh, what was the, the next, not My Sharona, My Sharona. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, surely the guy who wrote that, and I don't know if it was a band written thing, if it was one person or whatever, but imagine it was one person. Mm-hmm. You'd retire on that. Must. Must. I remember, do you remember that song Story of a Girl? Yeah. Right. Deep blue something. No, that's no, the other one. Uh, nine days. Nine that, days. Yeah. Um, do you remember that song? That's this is the story of yeah, the Yeah, yeah, exactly. good. That's it. So I used to read this magazine called Performing Songwriter when it was a magazine. It's online now, but I don't care. I was like, it's not a I don't want to read a Awful. Tab- tablet. No good. Um and there was a, a section I'm pretty sure there was a section of one hit wonder songs and they look like where are they now and the singer who wrote that song was a college professor and he said it's it's like having a really well paid part-time job that you don't have to go to because like the check just keeps coming like every couple of months there's a payout and um and that song is still everywhere Everywhere. it's still everywhere yeah yeah Yeah. same with fuel shimmer everywhere oh yeah yeah and wow which was never a hit even like Shimmer no. was a radio hit. It wasn't big radio hit. Yeah, because yeah, I but it wasn't a. I remember actually not being too far from here uh, when 
20 odd years, hang on, no, 25 years ago, when my brother got his first job at Village Jam Factory with me and we were driving home from a shift back to my place in Box Hill from Chapel Street, but we came down via here where there's a 24-hour bottle shop <laughs> and we went via there. And I remember going down this dip on Turak Road and that was the song that was playing in the car with my brother in the front seat with me and <laughs> a beer in the back. Excellent. Yeah, I remember it well. Yeah. And you know what's really funny is we got home and because it was about 1 o'clock in the morning, we got, by the time we actually got home because we finished our shift, well, he had to wait around for me to finish mine, and we were both so knackered we didn't, we didn't drink anything. We just <laughs> went to bed. <laughs> I remember it. So I said, do you want a beer? Like, I'm really tired. Me too. It's good to go to bed. <laughs> Oh, that was funny. Hey, when I was in Darwin, mm. I nearly met a local legend. Who? John Spellman. Oh. Mean anything to you? No, well, he's a local legend, not a well, national legend. <laughs> so, that's what I haven't heard of him. My family and I were out for dinner, and I, I, I saw the, the guy I'm talking about, John Spellman, I didn't know who he was. Um, older guy, long, straggly white hair, white beard. So maybe in his early 70s, maybe. Um, pretty disheveled looking, like, like to the point of, is this guy homeless? But he walked into the restaurant before us and the guy who was clearing up the courtyard area clearly knew him. So they had a bit of banter going backwards and forwards. Spelly! No, in fact, the guy who was clearing the courtyard who worked there saying, ladies first. <laughs> and the guy saying, no, no, you. Said, no, no, ladies first. I was watching this. It's like, this is ah, weird. Yeah. Anyway, walked in. He had a bit of bants with the owner behind the counter. Uh, <clears throat> we sat down. He walked past with a beer in his hand and then clearly ordered a meal. And he then finished before So ate, finished before us, went back to the counter. And I was, I could just overhear the bits of the conversation. And I heard him use the word queer and queen. <laughs> in this conversation. When I went up to pay, I said, who was that guy? He said, oh, that's, uh, that's, uh, that's John Spellman. And I said, that, I know that name and I don't know why. I, I didn't know if I'd read it or heard, like I felt like maybe I'd read something on the ABC about him. It turns out that he opened the very first gay club in Darwin in 1969, like drag yeah, and right. gay wow. club which I can't even fathom what that must have been like at the top end of Australia at the end of the 60s. Like, man, oh, man. Well, it would have been a good time, I thought. So I went, I went searching and I found a picture of him performing in drag, like you know, black and white. Oh, so he did just him. open it? Like he was in it? He was in it. Yeah, opened right. it, And then opened a whole series of them over the course of the next, like, two decades. Good. Yeah, wow. remarkable. Um, and I said, I, I can't, I, I asked the guy behind the counter because they clearly knew each other really well. And in fact, at one point, um, Becky said she overheard them say, him say, well, I come in here all the time uh, for a meal. And the guy said, you come in here all the time for a meal, but you don't pay for it. <laughs> <laughs> I said, so what's, what's the deal? And he said, uh, he, he, um, he said he used to, he was a real entrepreneur and he like ran a restaurant, I think it was a chef as well. Um, in fact, the, 
the five-star restaurant of which he was the chef, they, it was featured worldwide in headlines in like 2013 maybe, um, where he was charging people $10 if they were wearing thongs in his restaurant. Brilliant. And one guy kicked off about it. Didn't kick his thongs off. He just kicked off. And um, John Spellman grabbed $10 out of the till and shoved it in the guy's face and said, here, go buy yourself a hamburger. Amazing. Brilliant. Like a real oh, polarising. I think I want to meet this guy. Larger than life. Yeah. 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 And, he doesn't have a mobile phone. Completely unapologetic. <laughs> I reckon you're right. <laughs> completely unapologetic about his place in the world. Like, fucking here I am. It was really obvious and just overhearing the conversation, but I, um, the interview I then subsequently listened um, from about, I think before that incident, um, just one of those people. And it got me thinking <clears throat> that, so, so I really, um, like charismatic, but, and I said polarising, like that's one of the, like the real love them or hate them kind of thing, and it would depend which side of his kind of friend fence you fell on, I'm sure. Um, and you see that in a lot of celebrities, like celebrities with actually abhorrent behaviour that people still look up to. But at some point that can shift, and I wonder how much of that shift happens when you no longer have the money to back up the, the attitude. Yeah, maybe. Um, yeah, well, you know, that reminded me last night I had YouTube on and we watched a bunch, you know, Vanity Fair do this series with actors talking about, and they talk about their career and they pinpoint a bunch of films. And Russell Crowe was one of them. And Russell Crowe right now is the loveliest, fun, like, ah! like happy, <clears throat> still like fascinating, very bright guy, right? But all of that sort of stuff from 15, 20 years ago where he was, you know, um, a bit of a menace. Mm. And not really, but not really very often, just every now and then. And you think about, well, you know, we're all a pain in the ass every, every now and then. It's just that when you're famous, everyone hears about it. Um, but when you're famous, you get forgiven a lot more, though. Uh, do, do you? Uh, well, I think it gets forgotten more Well, easily. I just, I think, I think when you, I think when you're famous, more is made out of stuff that's not a big deal in the first place. And also there's an element, of, I mean, depends what it is, of course. Um, but a lot of that Russell Crowe stuff where, you know, there was one of the, something to do with a telephone and a, and a, room service person or something like that, you know, but you just, it, which sounded really bad, but it was probably just, how many times do I have to tell you people, like, you know, yeah, I'm here doing a thing, don't interrupt yeah. me, you know. Um, and, and, yeah, sure, that's still unreasonable, but uh, I think a lot of the times, too, that you would hear about the celebrity stuff, it's like, well, that's just not a situation. That's such a weird situation. It's not a situation that most everyday people would ever experience. Sure, so, there is the rarefied so, air of celebrity, absolutely. Of course that's fucking <coughs> annoying. Like, I'd be annoyed by that too, yeah. like on a regular basis. Because, you know, they're not special. They're just special, you know. I mean, they like they might be extraordinary at the thing they do, but they're not extraordinary at being people. So yeah. they're not, you know, immune to being frustrated by frustrated things. I said frustrated. Um, yeah. And they are all miracles, as previously. Absolutely, but I was, we, I was watching this thing. I was just going, "He's awesome! Like he's such a 
like lovely fella. Yeah, <laughs> right. Yeah, but really um, sweet, and, and and yeah, it was. This is not the persona that you you know him as. You know. Yeah, interesting. It's not the way okay. he's portrayed because he's getting to be him. Yeah. You know, in that situation, whereas all that other stuff is generally. This happened. I met yeah. him many, many years ago uh, when a band I was in was supporting 30-odd foot of grunts. All right, cool. And Jack Thompson got up to... Uh, Narrate? No, play <laughs> harmonica. Oh, cool. Yeah. You're right. Drunk as a lord. And it, uh, so Russell Crowe was, uh, I was going to say lovely. He wasn't lovely, but he was not lovely. He was just, he was Could in his band and I was in my band and yeah. they were... It was fun. We just had a little chat and he was friendly enough. Um, Jack Thompson, though, uh, we had quite a long conversation. Not a conversation. He spoke a lot. Um, (laughs) uh, And I describe him much the same way I describe John Spellman. Sort of stained shirt and tracksuit pants that were a bit grubby as well um, with his harmonica in his pocket. So yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna get up later and have a bit of a blow with the boys. And he had his arm around me. He said, "Those people out there, they don't understand people like us. <laughs> We're the same. Like performers, it's just a it's a it's a different thing, and they'll never understand." But punch me in the chest. You get it, don't you? <laughs> yeah. Do I? And you're like, well, I've been drunk before, so yeah. <laughs> I definitely, I, get, I definitely I get been that. Drunk. <laughs> yeah, I was like, that would have been one of the second ever gigs I'd done, kind yeah, of thing. Okay. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Brand, brand new in the world. Hey, speaking of gigs, hello. We've probably got to go to one. I oh, do. We? What time is it? Yeah. It's time for you to go, I think. Oh, shit. This yes. has been great. Thanks. Thanks, Em. Welcome. Yeah, hey, thank before you. we go, do you have anything that you wanted to know? <laughs> no, I think I'm good. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. We've, we've definitely developed a lot. Yeah. Yeah, it's been great. Just to, uh, if you've listened this far, we should let you know, um, the Turing Circus Resurrection podcast was put together because Em said, I've got this thing I'm doing for my course. Uh, it, I have to produce a podcast. Um, what about the resurrection? And I went, this is this is what I've been waiting for. <laughs> I reckon Matt will say yes. And I think he did. I did. I did say yes. Yeah. This is great because that camera's they've just finished. <laughs> <laughs> so salada biscuits. Bye. <laughs>